Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all here today. And uh, actually, we will welcome her formally. Although, <laughs> good morning, Denise. Thank you very much for joining us today. One of us are coming back to preach today. Um, I've got one or two notices. Um, so, Denise is going to sit down and listen to this. Um, <laughs> um, first of all, in, in case you haven't heard, um, I have to report that uh, Jim Longton, who was our Sunday school superintendent for many years, has passed away recently. The funeral is on the 3rd of February. There is a service at the crematorium, but that is for family only. There is a celebration of Jim's life, which is to be held at 12 o'clock at Fullwood Free Methodist Church the same day, the 3rd of February. And all are welcome to join the family in celebrating Jim's life. Um, Denise and I have just been chatting, and I spent some time chatting to Jane Wilde, our superintendent minister, on Thursday, in relation to the government's move away from Plan B. At the moment, I looked on the Methodist Church website... Um, and the church is waiting for the government to reissue the guidance for churches. So until we have that guidance, we will then be able to decide how we proceed, and if necessary, I will consult the church council, the managing trustees, who have the ultimate uh, decision on how we proceed. But at the moment, Jane said... Proceed with caution. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see. And come prepared next week to still wear masks, but we may be, may be able to relax it or give you the option. But at the moment, come prepared to wear masks next week. Uh, a message from Chris. The Craft Club meets on Thursday of this week and they're doing lunches. Um, finally, uh, notices in a wider sense. There are no printed or electronic notices this week. Um, Luke tells me um, that the notices received virtually written on a postage stamp or something a little bit bigger than a postage stamp. Um, can I just say that if in the past, the end of last year and the beginning of this year, if you were, re- were receiving an electronic copy of the notices, and it suddenly stopped, then you need to speak to me, and I'll explain what has happened. Okay, so that's all the notices. And just a short opening prayer, which comes from Isaac and Charlie, who are pupils of Wheatley Lane Methodist Voluntary Aided Primary School in Burnley. And I'm taking it from the Connections Prayer Handbook from this year. Lord, when we are in the dark, you take us back into the light. When we are lost, you make a path for us. Thank you for your love and safekeeping. Amen.
Well, good morning. morning. I add my welcome to that from Tony. It's good to see you. Um, We're going to actually begin our service with a blessing and end it with a blessing. So this is a blessing to you for the beginning of our worship. May your eyes be opened to the wonder of daily miracles around you and your sense of mystery be deepened. May you be aware of the light that shines in the darkness and that the darkness can never put it out. May you be blessed with companions on the journey, friends who listen to you and encourage you with their presence. May you learn to live with what is unsolved in your heart, daring to face the questions and holding them until one day they find their answers. May you find the still, quiet place inside yourself where you can know and experience the peace that passes understanding. May love flow in you and through you to those who need your care. May you continue to dream dreams and reach out into the future with a deeper understanding of God's way for you. This is our blessing for our time of worship together. And we're going to sing together. We're going to sing two hymns, one after the other, to kind of just create a mood for our time of worship together. We're going to sing from Singing the Faith 24, followed by Singing the Faith 175. Treasure remains the most. 
Throughout this service, we're going to be thinking about <clears throat> parts of the body and thinking about us being a body and all being a part of it. So we're going to use our parts of our body to pray today. And then to close that part of our prayers, we're going to sing the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so go with me on this. If you're not, if you find it quite difficult to move some parts of your body, don't try it because I don't want to be calling 999. <laughs> Just move something you can move. All right. So first of all, I want you to make your hands into a fist. You might want to hold them up or you might want to rest them on your knees if your circulation is not very good. Okay. So just close your eyes for a moment. Clench your fists. Clench them quite tightly. Think about what's distracting you now. Think about what concerns you have. Things you've got on your list that you must do today. Think about perhaps your deeper worries for the future. Whatever you've come with today, imagine that you're holding this in your hands. And I'm sure I can and you can. You can feel the tension of holding all those things together and the effort that is needed to keep your hands in fists. In the first letter of Peter, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So slowly open your hands. Slowly let go of that anxiety. Slowly let God carry your burdens today because God cares for you. Now I want you to spread your hands wide, your palms open in front of you. If if it's more comfortable to rest them on your legs, that's fine. Or you can just hold them out in front of you. In Psalm 143, it says, I will spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. If you look at your hands, they're empty. And we, like them, are so full of need. What might we need today? What is happening for us for the rest of this day, the rest of this week? So just in the quietness, we commit those things to God. The people that we're going to meet. The phone calls we might receive or make the people that we just bump into, events that we're going to. And we give those to God. And now we move to our feet. So you need to be able to put both of your feet on the floor if possible. Press your feet down onto the floor. Feel that solid ground underneath you. There's no dry rot in this building. You can press as hard as you like. Imagine that this is your root and that you are receiving love from God. 
And we're going to read a verse in a moment which is going to ask us how wide, how long, how high, and how deep God's love is. You might want to join in those movements. How high, how wide, how high. Sorry, I've got it wrong. How wide, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of God. So I'm going to read it now and we'll do, this is a verse from Ephesians. I pray that we, being rooted and established in love, through their feet, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. We may struggle to feel this sometimes when life is tough. Who are those who have held and supported you in those difficult times? We just hold a silence where you just call to mind those people who've actually been there for you. Lord, we give thanks for those who just seem to call us at the right moment. Those who knock on the door and drag us out to cheer us up. Those who say it's going to be all right on our behalf. Lord, draw close to us in this time of worship. Remind us that you are our source of strength and support. And we sing together the Lord's Prayer.
don't know about you, but I've got goosebumps every time we do the Lord's Prayer like that. And now Catherine is going to come and read for us um, from Psalm 19. Psalm 19 and its verses 1 to 9. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. One day pours out its song to another and one night unfolds knowledge to another. They have neither speech nor language, and their voices are not heard. Yet their sound has gone out into all lands, and their words to the ends of the world. In them has he set a tabernacle for the sun that comes forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber and rejoices as a champion to run his course. It goes forth from the end of the heavens and runs to the very end again, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and gives wisdom to the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and gives light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Catherine. Sorry, you got attacked by the microphone then. We're going to hear um, another reading, but we're going to see it on a video. And this is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. To form one body. We were given the one spirit. Our body is not made in one body. But of many. Because I'm not a man. I do not belong to the body. And if the ear should say, Because I'm not an eye. I do not belong to the body. It would not stop being part 
of the body. God has placed the parts in the body. Anything. Just as he wanted to be. Those parts that seem to be weaker are indispensable. The parts we think are less vulnerable. We see we bless you honor. We treat with special honor. We treat with special honor. God brought the body together. His part should have equal concern. For each other. Now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a, a part of it. That's a set reading for today and I was quite excited to see that it was there. And it's also the week of Christian unity when we turn our thoughts naturally to working together and accepting each other and being a part of this body. I want you just to look for a moment at the person next to you. Have a good look at them. All right. So if I were to ask you what is their best feature... Why don't you just tell them what their best feature is? Such a lot of laughter. (laughs) Okay, okay. Obviously, some of you have got a list. You know, like when when we first went into this COVID situation and we had to make the staff team, we were putting videos together and putting videos on Facebook... And I remember looking at horror, thinking, do I look like that? Do I, do I sound like that? It's a very weird experience. And we all view our bodies differently, yeah? Some of us jump on the scales very quickly and jump off them very quickly. Some of us don't look on, look on them at all. Some of us have got bigger mirrors than others. But all of our bodies are unique. And they are all important. These are some facts about the human body. Your eyelashes last for about 150 days. Then you get new ones. Babies are born with 300 bones and adults have 206 bones. It's true. Certain bones fuse together. Proportionately, your blood has the same amount of salt in it as seawater. You are taller in the morning than you are at night. (laughs) Those of us who are vertically challenged, says she, standing on a box, like that fact. So I'm actually taller now than I would be if I'd done an evening service. Children have more taste buds than adults. Food spends up to six hours in the stomach being digested. 
and proportionately bones are four times stronger than concrete. Okay. (laughs) They just get a bit more brittle as people get older. So all parts of the body are important and relevant. And it's important that we celebrate our uniqueness. And I felt it was lovely to have Catherine read for us today. She's unique, she's special, she's part of the body. And it was good to hear those words too. If our, you know, a lot of our clothes, when we put them in the wash, they've got a label in, haven't they? Sometimes we ignore it and we shove them all in together. But if you look at some of those labels, it says handle with care. So if our body had an actual label on it, it perhaps should say that, shouldn't it? Handle with care. And some days we want that written in big writing right across our face, don't we? I'm fragile today. Handle with care. Or maybe we should just handle people with care anyway. Are we good at doing that? I was tasked by the circuit leadership team over the summer and a few months hence to talk to lots of people about what their hopes and dreams were. And a lot of that was really good stuff and some of it was challenging. A lady said to me, she said that her church was welcoming but not necessarily friendly. And she'd sat on her own for a number of years and didn't actually want to sit on her own. And that was hard to hear. Are we good at valuing each other, being kind to each other, encouraging each other, giving thanks? I think on the whole we are. Yeah, and we should celebrate the fact that we do that. As part of the job that I did before this, I used to mentor student social workers. Now, some of them that came in, you could tell everything was under control. Everything was going to be all right. Studying was going to be fine. Not a problem. Life was good. Every now and again, we'd get a student. I'm going to call her Jane. That wasn't her real name. And she came in, and her life was total chaos. She was a very young trainee social worker. She had had four children at that point. Her life hadn't been easy. She'd had a difficult upbringing. She wanted to come into social work to make a difference. And it was very difficult to get her to, to complete her work. There was always something that had happened that day that meant she couldn't. So we used to sit down... And I used to just say, right, let's have five minutes going through what's happened today. And then we talked about what she needed to do. It was about valuing her and encouraging her. And I can say to you now that she is a qualified social worker and she's doing really well. And she's holding down the job and trying to do her best in what's a very hard and tough job at the moment. We need to really do that, don't we? Encourage each other and focus on those positives. It's been very nice sort of to be here 
on Wednesdays and Thursdays when I can, because some of you know I, I have a circuit role. I'm a circuit pastoral worker. So it, it's, um, it's challenging trying to be in 12 churches um, at once. <laughs> so it's very nice to come here and be a part of the, ca- the, the wellness cafe on a Wednesday and a Thursday morning. And over the last few weeks, I've invited one or two people to come in and just sit and sort of chat to me. We've had meetings about different things. But the the whole overall feeling has been, that felt really nice in there. What a positive place for me to signpost people to. What a great thing that you're doing. So I'd encourage you, you know, on the days when you might feel a bit flat yourselves, just to keep going at it, it's working. It's working. And it might be that we need to change sort of other things across our churches and circuit as situation demands. We're at the moment, we're looking at different ways of providing pastoral care. And I know that this is one of the churches where we're looking to do pastoral care slightly differently. Instead of having a class system, we're looking at putting people into mutual support groups. So that might be why you've had a a sheet to fill in. There's been a box on there saying, would you like to be part of a mutually supportive group? And it's one way of looking at how we can care for each other better and involve everyone in it. There's a little more to that reading that we heard on the video. And it talks about spiritual gifts. It talks about desiring more. It talks about looking for the extra thing, the new challenge. The whole business of being church since COVID has challenged us and shaken us, really. It's like, put, it, put us in a bag and shaken us up and we're seeing what comes out. It's about refocusing, and some of that might be about looking at what our gifts are and encouraging each other to use those gifts. We did a bit of a skills audit amongst the staff team um, a good few months ago, and I was quite surprised at what people could do. Oh, I didn't know she could play the piano. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were uh, good at art. Um, all those kinds of things we may find out about each other. And at our very core is love and care. Part of the body of Christ. Supporting each other, loving each other, and handling each other with care. What can you do this week to demonstrate that unity? What small act or grand gesture, if you like, could you do for another individual to show them that you care and encourage them? Let's go forward together. Let's go forward with each other and let's handle each other with care. Amen. Before we pray, we're going to sing from Singing the Faith. 519, Father, I place into your hands.
us pray together. Lord God, we thank you for the oneness of this body of people. We thank you for the love that is shown and the care for each other and the encouragement. And as one part of the body hurts, so we all do. And we lift up before you those who need our prayers today. We think of those in hospital at the moment, or those awaiting test results. We pray for those and for those who minister to them. We think particularly of the hospital chaplaincy team, led by Martin. We pray for all those in nursing care, living in residential care, or waiting to make that decision about where to be and where to live. We pray for them. We give thanks for all the staff that support them and keep them company and give them the care that they need. We pray for those who are ill at the moment. We pray for Sue Toman, one of our stewards. In the quietness, we just bring to God those on our minds. Lord, we pray for those who grieve. We think particularly of the family of Jim Longton. And we hold Sylvia and all of them in our prayers. We think of all those other people connected with our church and community who grieve and mourn. As one part of the body hurts, we all feel and respond. So help us, Lord, to support, to love, to encourage. Also, as one part of the body celebrates, we all celebrate. And we give thanks for the wedding of Naomi and Dan yesterday. We pray for them as they embark on their life of love together, that they would know that they are surrounded and encouraged by those who know them. We lift ourselves before the Lord and all that we are to face in the coming days. May we feel encouraged and loved and handled with care. Amen. We're going to have a closing hymn, um, which is 
singing the faith 409, let us build a house where love can dwell. And after that, Luke is going to play um, a blessing for us, which is signed in Makaton, which is a basic sign language.
Hiya! My name's Becky George. Welcome to our Makaton UK Blessing. Shine upon you and be gracious to you. 